Welcome to Awakening Genius. This is a podcast and community dedicated to your inspiration and your elevation so that you can live fully creatively expressed. I'm your guide, Dijon. Thanks for being here. Stay tuned in to get lifted. Before we get started today, I wanted to invite y'all into something very special. If you resonate with this energy that we're expressing here, then this is something that you will probably enjoy. It's an opportunity to deepen with our community and expand your current network of creatives. We now have a program here at Awakening Genius that is designed to help you embody the infinite creative potential that you have. We all have equal amounts of creative possibility living within us, and it's our work to embody it and ground it so that we can consciously co-create a world together. Now, some of us don't identify with the label artist, but being an artist is not about whether you express yourself through a specific medium, like painting or drawing. Being an artist is the level of presence you hold when you do anything. That's why an original painting is infinitely more valuable than a print because the artist actually interacted with that painting and infused it with their energy and consciousness. Art is an energetic transmission and it's not limited to the things we traditionally think of as art. When your grandmother cooks you a meal and infuses it with love, that is artistry in action. So inside of the Awakening Genius container, You learn how to cultivate high vibrational energy into the temple of your body through yogic practices. And then you will practice wielding that energy through creative exercises with community and play shops led by a diverse range of creatives. So you can express your artistry however you choose to. If that sounds intriguing to you and you wanna learn more and you wanna deepen with us, go visit www.awakeninggenius.club The link is also in the show notes, so you can access it there. We're looking forward to building with you, and now let's get into the episode. Just her bright, shining spirit really like pulled me in. So I started clicking through what she had posted and looking at her website. And it was just super high vibe. And it was like, there's something about the way light workers represent themselves that like pings other light workers. And you're like, okay, yes, <laughs> you're part of the tribe. So we had a little exploration call and realized we had a lot of synergy and it was just very effortless to connect and talk. So we said, hey, we should continue this conversation over live. and share our insights and our excitement with the world. So that's what we're doing now. Uh-huh. Thanks so thankful. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to play today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, interestingly enough, or maybe it's not interesting to you, but it's interesting to us is I was just planning on doing this remotely and Solara suggested that we do it over Facebook Live also. And I was like, oh, okay, like with this software, there is a way to integrate it in so that we can do that. So I started trying to play with it and I had never done it before and I didn't know exactly how to do it and we couldn't figure it out. And it was the time frame we were trying to, so we were just trying different things. And the whole time, even though things weren't working the way we wanted to, we just tried to do Facebook Live twice and it didn't work. We still stayed connected. No one got upset. No one blamed the other person about it not working. We just used it as an invitation to stay in flow, keep a light perspective. And we decided that's what we should talk about, just how to be in flow in your life because we are living as human beings on the earth and we have human experiences and they're imperfect. And how can we not only accept that, but really embrace that and and be in joy with the imperfection? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's so rich. And what's coming up for me is the balance. And we talked about this a little bit before too, is that balance between high quality, high standard perfectionism and being bare naked in flow and just letting our heart and our soul and our colors come out and be expressed and shine. And to, in the flow of that, in the mix of all of that, to have a light, playful, easy, adaptable, flexible, fluid relationship to life and to ourselves and to our experience that we're having. And it's, it's a, an interesting dance. But actually, the thing that's coming through right now as I say that is abundance. And the last part of that word is dance. Mm. And I notice that when I dance with life and I'm light and I'm easy and I hop on calls like you, I have a 100% conversion rate for all of my sales calls. It's because I just get on and I be myself and I'm like, this is what it is. And the people just want to play together and dance and have that experience. And being in the dance of life more in the flow of the, in the ease of it all allows there to be this really friction-free, clean, pristine vortex of energy where things can just slide in. (laughs) Friction, free, clean, pristine vortex. Wow. (laughs) That's That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think I a hundred percent resonate with what you're saying. And one thing that's really shifted in my experience and how I show up to live is all the cliches that I've been hearing for so long make sense. Like, you're a human being, not a human doing. And, and what that means to me is that the receptivity aspect of being human, which is the feminine aspect, comes first before the doing, right? So yeah. ultimately, everything comes from source. So like when I start the day, for instance, like now I spent probably an hour chanting, laying on my bio mat, then I went to another hour-long yoga class because the most important thing in my day is the attunement to spirit when I get up. And then the rest of my day can flow from that place. And I know 10 years ago, I was working a corporate job. I used to get up right when my alarm went off, like rush, like grab some coffee, shave quickly, rush to work. And then your energy continues on that vibration, right? Uh When you open to receive and create space for the channel of spirit to flow through you, 
then everything you touch has that transmission. And I think that's what you were saying about when you show up with that lightness, then your clients can feel that and they want to work with you and it's effortless. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And I love, you're just such a G. You wake up and... (laughs) Oh man, I kept hearing swag all day. I was just dancing around and swag was in my head and I went over to your page and I saw swag activation and I just was laughing so hard. It's so beautiful. (laughs) It's so exquisite because it really is that playful swag, just being in the flow and being in our mastery in the flow and Mm -hmm. having fun with it. And one of the first things when I wake up every day is to create that space for allowing that just channel to, to source and to allow that to come in and to flow through me so that I can hear and filter the codes for paradise, for nirvana, for love mm-hmm. into my heart, my mind, my reality, my day. And if I need to do that throughout the day, I allow myself to do that too, because there's always such a, a mix of things that are going on. And if I need to create that space again to just go, okay, I'm going to receive and then go back into it, shift back into that motion, then I do that. And so there's also something really alive about being attuned to our own flow enough to be able to sense those spaces throughout the day. Okay, now I need to receive. Now I need to be in expression. Now I need to come and allow. And now I need to go take action and to, mm-hmm. to surf that flow. And I think that it's just pivotal for each of us to be so connected to our own self and our own sovereign connection to source. And I think that also is a primary element in supporting sovereign unity. So sovereign, sovereignty and unity within the context of a collaborative space. That's profound. I would love for you to elaborate on sovereignty and unity within a collaborative space. Oh, yeah. So this is what I would consider beyond any notions of any codependency whatsoever, no matter what level that codependency is happening on, mentally, physically, emotionally, where each being in a space is so connected to their source, their sovereignty. I call it having your wireless connection because there's no attachments. There's no, nobody streaming their energy out to anybody else, but they're just in that laser lucid clear flow and connection to source that then everybody can come together in their flow in a cohesive way. And there's not power dynamics. Everybody's connected to their power. Mm. And so I think that's essential to make a group, any type of collaborative creative project flow at its highest, most expanded and optimal potential. And one of the ways that shows up for me in a real clear, just to clarify what that even means <laughs> for anybody who's, who's listening is I look at when we stream our power away, it's because we're thinking about something that's not here and now. We're literally giving our te- attention and power to something. And in the context of relationship, I think the only time that's really truly useful is if we are energizing and fueling the person that we're thinking about Mm. with celebration or appreciation or like a high five or a hug. Unless we're giving direct praise, it becomes the word that's coming through is a quantum entanglement. And to um, not create that, (laughs) it's really important to have our, our lucid, clear connection to source and to be hyper-conscious of if we are streaming our attention to someone, are we doing it in a loving and uplifting way that's going to fuel their field from through that connection, through that line of connection. So now I'm being taken to just seeing it all as one 
neural, just seeing the larger mind and seeing how our connections to one another is, it's just ways that we're telepathically communicating with one another always. Mm. And the more attuned and aware we become, the more we can always be reading what's happening in that field. And so it's, and what happens in one place happens everywhere simultaneously in the quantum field. So it's also really important to just be cognizant of how we are impacting one another. And so one of the very first things that I train is on how to have that sovereign connection, because it's ultimately in the benefit of that being, because all of their power and energy and, and creative fertility is on board. And they can then bring that to the table. They can show up fully clean, clear, open, ready to give and receive without any type of agenda or need from anybody else in the container. It can be a really clear, clean, connected, creative space. And it serves the whole in a profound way because then we all learn how to connect to source instead of thinking that people, places, or things are going to fulfill that connection that is ultimately what we're seeking in all people, places, and things anyways, unless it's to be in addition to our already immaculate, amazing connection uh, that we have. So, mm, Beautiful. So <laughs> eloquent, so clear. Mm. That is Solara Rose right there. Oh, <laughs> that's us. <laughs> I'm just channeling us. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is your flavor mm. of human expression that brought that through. And, and I'm part of the container for sure, but I just want to honor that. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to suggest already, if you're listening to listen to that again, <laughs> listen to this episode immediately again after you listen to it the first time, because we all want love and connection so much. That's like maybe the primary human motive is to be connected and to feel seen and loved and be able to give love. And it makes sense because I think that's why we're here, right? Because essentially we're all source. Source is animating all of us. But in this particular experience in the third dimension, we came to have separate experiences and then come together and play, you mm -hmm. know, and, and experience like individuated pieces of source and like what that part feels like. If you just separate that part out and then you play with that part and then you play with this part and then you play with that part. So that's what we all, that's what we all want to do. But because of the ways in which we've been indoctrinated and habituated, those relationships are often very entangled and cause a lot of pain. So that causes a lot of like distrust in life in general because your deepest desire is to connect with people in this way and then you do that and then it causes like more pain than you've ever experienced in your life and it's not even worth it and then you close your heart and then you're just like missing out on the beauty that is life but there is another way and she just broke it down. That's about having that sovereignty and having boundaries and honoring your connection to spirit above everything else and encouraging other people to do the same. And mm -hmm. it's interesting, the more I deepen my spiritual practice, the more I want to deepen my spiritual practice. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking right now about learning about Muslims and how they pray five times a day. And I remember when I was younger, I was like, it's too much. That's, that's you know, like, I got <laughs> but it's now that I spend a lot of time, like every morning I spend probably an hour and maybe closer to two hours, like tuning in 
And then throughout the day, if I get triggered or I get my energy gets depleted, I'll meditate or I'll do some sort of practice to bring me alignment. And it used to be something I resisted all the time. But if I'm like tired, if I, instead of taking a nap, if I meditate for 20 minutes, like it's boom, reconnected. I know at least my fear was that like, if I was spending that much time praying or meditating, that I was like missing something, but you're actually gaining so much. You're gaining Mm. connection with everything, with source. So... Without that, it's like you're missing so much more without it because you're going through your day not connected to the frequency that makes everything come alive where you get to experience the wonder and the awe and the magic of life because you feel the frequency of soul through everything that you're experiencing. And if we're just in action without being connected first, we can miss the, the beauty and the marvel that is available to us. So thank you for honoring yourself in those moments when you know you need that reboot to give that to yourself and to trust that. (laughs) Yeah. And what you were saying about receiving first and being in action is something we were discussing before we, we started recording this. And what I call that is swag. It's like, that's a modernization of an ancient idea which is the union of masculine and feminine energies. It's not about gender. It's just about energetics. So one of my favorite sacred geometry symbols is the Sri Jantra with three triangles coming down and the three triangles going up. And that, and I can't remember which one represents the, the masculine, but I think it's the ones coming down represent the masculine, like the spirit energy. And the ones going up represent like the earth matter energy. And the union of those two is where all the magic happens. Mm-hmm. It's the union of these two energies. So that to me is swag. It's when you are in proper balance and right relationship with the internal masculine and feminine energies. Mm. So, so having said that, I see all these shirts about the future is female and, and so many slogans, which to me is missing the mark a little bit because mm-hmm. that's like a that's like a power game. The men have the power. Now we want the women to have the power, but to me, that's not mm. quite acknowledging that the patriarchy is bad for everybody, including men, right? Like mm-hmm. they are suffering more actually because they're disconnected. If someone is causing pain in a situation and there's someone who's being inflicted upon the pain, the person who has the pain inflicted on them knows that the situation is not right. Yeah. They're having the pain, but the person who is doing it is even more disconnected. They're not connected to the oneness. Uh They think the other is separate and they think that what they're doing to the other does not affect them. Mm -hmm. And that is a, that's like true darkness. Yeah. So. That's profound that you have that awareness. So thank you. And the, the level of numbness that has occurred in order for a person to be able to inflict in that way and for the other being to then find compassion Mm. in seeing that depth of that layer that's under there, that in order for someone to cause any pain in the first place, they must be experiencing that or a profound level of disconnection. And and to be able to soften into compassion for that being and to see that that underlying deep-rooted anchored pattern and not all the things that are showing up on the surface layer of what it looks like. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I noticed it from a few things. And I think my specific path has given me insight into that particular thing because I went to a 95% white Christian college preparatory um, high school, junior high school on a 192 acre campus. So I was in a very affluent, specific environment. And Mm. what I noticed in that environment is that even though people had all these material things, there's a lot of dysfunction and a lot of unhappiness. Mm-hmm. So even though they had the American dream, they weren't, a lot of people weren't fulfilled. And mm. I think that translates even deeper to like, I don't know how well of a known statistic this is, but like the highest incidences of suicide in America is it's like white males, like 43 to 52. So mm-hmm. those people are ostensibly the most powerful privileged people and then based on them taking their lives like they're also the most unhappy and disconnected and like what is going on there so it's like those people are so in the unconscious that they have everything materially that they have acquired Mm -hmm. maybe not through the purest means and then they have that emptiness inside and feel unfulfilled and that's the worst feeling there is that emptiness Uh this is just an exquisite stream of consciousness. So thank you for pulling (laughs) that through as well. This is something that even in the new paradigm or the spiritual communities or the light worker community, all of us, I think this is a human condition that, that occurs where we can have, we can literally have so much beauty and abundance and love in our lives. And if that connection to source isn't there, we don't feel it. We don't know it. We don't hear it. We don't see it. We don't experience it or receive it fully where it really resonates. and We're really experiencing that connection in our lives, which is why so much of what I do is energy work. And I think we're all starting to realize the power and the value and the importance of frequency because you can enjoy a polar plunge at a cold spring at 7 a.m more than you enjoy having like a lush, cozy, beautiful environment. If you're connected when you're at the polar, when you're at the the spring and you're disconnected when you're surrounded by all the nice things. So I think recognizing that it's more about the connection that we have in any given moment that determines the quality of our relationship to life and the quality of experience that we're, we're having. I think a lot of people are starting to realize that. And of course, all the tangible things are great, juicy icing on the cake uh, to add to that, but particularly more valuable when you've got that and your connection, because then baby, it's just fun. It's just, you can, you just, what's fun anyways, but you have, because you're in this multidimensional holographic virtual reality game, this playground of life where you get to have all these juicy, delicious, sensuous, beautiful experiences and you get to play. You literally get to play and you, you get to, then you're opening into the space of true freedom and infinite possibilities because you've got mobility. And that's one of the things that I love about money and wealth creation is one, supporting people with mending their relationship to that paradigm and their relationship to money and making it a juicy, zesty love affair so that they can have fun with it and experience more of it and play with it more. Yeah. And then moving out into that space around, okay, now what do I want to create with this? What was the other piece of that was coming through? Circle back. Circle back. Circle back. back. Oh, there was something good in there. 
anyways, the, the first piece is really mending the relationship to it. And then it'll come back when it's meant to come back. Yeah. But is there a loop that I need to close there? No, I think the title of this episode is how to be in flow. We're just being in flow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're embodying, like we could say, step one to be in flow, do this. And like that could be useful. And I actually have a program right now that actually step-by-step breaks it down. But instead of doing that right now, you're just having the experience of being in flow. Oh, yeah. That we're both just, I say whatever is coming through. I'm not, the, my mind isn't even really here. I'm just talking. And then that sparks something in her and, and then you start talking and then we go somewhere and there's no destination. Yeah. You know, we're just, Except we're just here. Yeah. We're just here and we're just experiencing the truths as they reveal themselves. Mm-hmm. This is also beautiful too, because I don't know if you do a dance with this in your own life, then this is the glory of now, truly, is being able to take very simple in nature, concepts that are very simple in nature and weave them into a very rich, complex, dynamic, multifaceted texture and weave. Mm -hmm. And looking at having all of these different dimensions of being consciousness creation flow awakening and activating and illuminating and expressing our full creator potential Mm -hmm. and having all the dimensions we guide people through but then ultimately that guide is to serve to liberate people into what i would call a space of super conscious awareness where you're actually living the embodiment and you're in the moment and everything is unfolding itself from there without any hard rigid definite plans because that's expansion needs to have space and room to to breathe and to grow and to flourish. Mm -hmm. So that's an interesting, I'm going to plug in my computer, but please feel free to hear you and I'm listening. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That was a great download, a great back and forth. And this goes back to what I was saying about the, the magic happening in between the two energetic poles. Like, the masculine and feminine pole. And it's not, I'm a man and Solar's a woman, but it's not about gender. It's about the masculine maybe expelling the energy and the feminine is receiving it. Because she's allowing me to speak, I'm able to be present and channel and vice versa. And the beauty of her energy and being able to do that is like the difference between trying to film something on a camera when you're by yourself and you're just like, ah, I feel like I need another person here to give me some presence and and having someone standing behind there being like, okay, sit up straight, smile. It's just, we are able to serve as reflections for each other to access and communicate our divinity. Yeah, gorgeous. When you're speaking to the t-shirts around the future being female, earlier when i see those the first thing that always comes through my channel is the future is flow and i think it's because flow is literally the perfect symmetrical harmonized union of those energies tantra the androgyny however we want to look at that but it is that gorgeous dance between shakti and shiva and that's happening within each of us independently mm-hmm. in every moment. And if we can navigate those waters masterfully in our own reality and create that sovereign connection to that flow, mm-hmm. then collectively we'll be able to come into that space. And, and so I think there's also something really valuable about just training self-leadership, trust, intuition, a sovereign connection in order for true 
sovereign unity to happen on the planet instead of just going at it from a perspective of we need to create unity from a codependent space, mm-hmm. but, but let's create unity from a really fun, activated, sovereign space yeah. so that, yeah. <laughs> or even unity from a pained place. From a, a pained <laughs> place or a reactive mm. place. It's not that we don't need to acknowledge the transgressions and like the things that have gone on to stop them, but it's, it's a step on the ladder to creating a truly harmonious society. So mm-hmm. there's certain frequencies that there's a range, right? Like I would say like uh, sadness are like, sadness may be a lower frequency than anger because anger is at least there's an energy of movement to it. Yeah. And then maybe from anger, you move into action to something else and then you work through your anger and then you get to joy mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's obviously more things in between those two things but and then joy is even i think lower than peace because joy is like is temporary in a way and peace is just an underlying i just have this sense of peace like no matter what is going on but ultimately i feel like that's what we're moving towards and it's okay to take steps in that process but i also feel like time moves so fast things are moving so fast it's important not to get attached to the form of things and stay mm. committed to honoring the flow of things and being like, if this thing wants to change, then the container needs to change. And that could be a romantic relationship. That could be your job. That could be a government structure. Those are all just the masculine containers for the feminine flow. And the feminine mm. flow is always moving. So the masculine's job is to stay flexible to house a safe passage <laughs> for the feminine flow. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay, thank you. People have heard my story. If people have listened to other podcasts, they know a little bit about me. And I think it would be interesting to hear a little bit about your human experience and how you came to be activated and awake in the way that you are. Like, was, it, was there a time when that was challenging? What was your awakening process? Yeah. Man, this is always, it's so fascinating for me when people ask this question for a couple of reasons. One, because the struggle and the challenge that I experienced feels literally aeons, light light years away from the reality and the world that I'm living in and experiencing now. So it's always interesting to go back and dance in those narratives. And then two, it's continual and it's been continual for me since the moment that I came into this dimension. And I have recollection of my lifetimes before, specifically right before this. Ultimately, we all incarnate as all that is because we are all that is. And that's just a whole other dimension of conversation. But when I came into this paradigm, I remember the first thing I felt was just a kind of a shock around the, the differential and frequencies. And I was kind of just was, where am I? Where did I land? (laughs) And early on in childhood, I was introduced to uh, a violent, volatile environment right off the bat. And so that was a bit challenging for my soul because I didn't understand how to reconcile those frequencies. And so I went through a lot of very mm, powerful, profound, supernatural deeply challenging and painful catalytic experiences for the very, a lot of my early life, I would say even 
more than half of the lifetime that I've lived so far. And in each one of those, there was there were so many rich nuggets and, and awakenings and revelations and epiphanies. It was almost like moving through open consciousness. I was just getting activated. And I, it, was, it was as though I was going through the depths of what humans experience physically, mentally, and emotionally, and rising through all of that and, and just moving through the resistance of all of that into open liberation, open consciousness, and freedom. And so if there's a specific question that you would like to ask around my life experience, I'd love to, to go into more of a detailed event. But the main keys were, well, I had to learn how to love unconditionally mm. by learning how to love some of the most unlovable things that happen on this planet. That's the path my soul chose. I suppose I didn't have to. I chose to mm-hmm. um, learn that way. So I came up against some of the you know, darkest things within myself and within the world that humans experience, live. If you are willing, I would love to hear one experience because I feel like it's important for people to understand that in order to get to the place that we're vibrating at, it's not disassociation. Like we went through the darkness and transmuted it. And for people just to understand who may be going through darkness right now, that we're the same. We're not Mm -hmm. different. It's just leaning into the work and leaning into rewriting your story. So if you're open to sharing one experience. Mm -hmm. I'll do an overarching theme because I think it'll be supportive for the the women who are listening. But I allowed, so something that I learned in the creation journey is that we are either creating or allowing. And one of my major patterns was that I took on responsibility for everything. Everything. And I had to learn to decipher and discern what I was allowing and what I was creating and creating by allowing. And so I allowed a lot of physical, mental, and emotional abuse from men specifically in my life. I was in controlling situations where there was a lot of what's coming through. I'm just going to channel what's coming through. Jealousy, animosity, resentment in the dynamic of the relationship. And I would internalize a lot of that and I would make it my own. And I would then inflict that pain upon myself through my own mental processes, my own lifestyle choices and behavioral patterns. And one of the things that I had to learn how to do was stop allowing that behavior in my life, to stop allowing those types of relationships. And then I had to really clean out my own consciousness, my own mind, my own womb, my my energetic matrix and vortex deep, deep, went deep um, into it. And that happened in some scenarios via rape via physical abuse, and allowing things via my pattern of people-pleasing as well, wanting to be liked, wanting to be loved or told I was significant or given that in some way from the outside world instead of giving it to myself. So that's the flip side of that abuse pattern is that I was expecting or desiring that from the outside world because I wasn't giving it to myself and I didn't know how to give it to myself. And so that was the pattern that I carried on through much of my life. And, that, and those are some of the outward physical manifestations of it. And, and that's why sovereignty is a huge part of what I teach now and I'm deeply, richly empowering the women that I work with to have incredibly high standards in love and self-honoring and self-care and in their own capacities, potential gifts, skills, and to really recognize and honor and celebrate themselves and to not allow 
what is not true, resonant, harmonious, aligned, and honoring of them in the most rich and fulfilling way because I had to learn that through my experience. It's the same thing for men too. I'm just giving an example because I think that in my experience, women need to be richly empowered in that space. And I, I feel like a pillar and kind of a lot like a mama bear when I get into that zone because it's so valuable and important to, to really to give ourselves that and to realize our sacredness and our beauty and how much we deserve to be cherished and loved and adored and upheld and to give that to ourselves first mm. so that we can truly experience the reflection of that and to stay in the integrity of that and to stay in our power with that. Because one thing I didn't realize that I was doing was saying yes to things that I wasn't really a yes to, um, allowing things that I wasn't really okay with. And I, I needed to start commanding more via love, via my own embodiment of value from my, for myself and from my reality, which is a huge part of the, the wealth that I teach, like true wealth creation. There's that space of that open, free-flowing vortex. And then there's the space of value where it's really important if you want to make a lot of money, I'm talking the big money, to hold value, to hold our power as we navigate that flow mm. as well. So I feel like that felt complete. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt like the energy of it and simultaneously like the kind of like the oversoul perspective of it in mm. one multidimensional share. So thank you for going through it and also doing the work to have that sort of awareness and to be able to communicate about it in that way. Mm. Mm -hmm. oh, thank you for hearing and receiving. I was having a beautiful call last night with somebody and one of the things that came up is like a real thing that's happening for me now. I love to honor and pour praise into people because I feel really solid within myself to be able to just give that without the meeting or having that return in any way. So when people say thank you to me, and it's not out of my incapacity to receive, it's because I feel so full that it, it almost, it goes back into the collective. Like I actually literally feel it come through my being and go back out into the whole. And so to claim it, it's almost like a thank you. It's a thank us or a thank we. Yeah. And so it's always, it's just fascinating to notice that when it arises in myself because there's, it doesn't feel like I'm claiming it, you know? I totally get it. And I know from my own experience, connecting with people through my storytelling project, Souls of Society, that I have a special ability to hold a very clear, non-judgmental, like listening field where mm -hmm. people can express themselves like their deepest self and just have it flow out of them. So mm -hmm. I, I acknowledge my role in the, in the dynamic as well. And that's, that is the beautiful thing that human beings can do together is hold that space and then be vulnerable and like express and, it's just, it's limitless what we can do when we come together uh -huh. with that real honoring. It's gorgeous. And even in the context of this conversation, we've gotten to be in the like light, open, expansive and the deep, rich, like sensuous. We've gotten to explore even the multidimensionality of our own, of our own beings. And that it's the beauty of being human. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say one little secret about, being human that 
we're not often taught is that at least in my upbringing, being human was like the test, right? Like you have to pass the test and then you can go to heaven. But the reality is being human is the dopest stuff ever. Being human is the thing, right? Like Uh you're already an eternal soul and like nothing that ever happens in this dimension or any other one is ever going to stop your return to source. So this is an opportunity to play in a specific way with a body on Gaia and enjoy yourself. And we've become so disconnected from the earth that we're, we've really lost that. And because earth is a special place where you really do have free will. So you can do some messed up things here. Whereas like other places, the flow is more, it's more like nature works, like a flower blooms, like a flower doesn't make choices, like it blooms. So on other systems, there's energies that just more things just happen. Like it's just life. That's the way life exists at that frequency. But here we can choose whatever we want, basically. Mm. This is so rich. I had a question come in from one of my clients last night and I was like, I love my clients that we have these conversations, but it was the, the dynamics between allowing an action and free will versus destiny. And one of the fascinating things about free will is that, and I'm just going to pull this through because you mentioned the flower, not having a choice, it just grows, is that there's some higher, more expanded intelligence that is creating that emergence. Or there's also, though, processes that are happening within that flower to compel that emergence. And so there's a co-creation there, and it's the same with us, but consciousness, everything is energy and consciousness. And everything is alive. Everything is source. And the consciousness that is more aware of itself. So this is a difference between, and I'm going to be, it's the difference between being God and praying to a God. Mm, Yes. And so when we're aware that we are that, and we're operating from love, because that's really when we're able to slip into that embodiment fully and maintain it is when we're operating from that space. And then we have more access to what I would consider supernatural, natural and supernatural power to work in the larger creative avatar of being. But when we're more aware, we have more free will. So you can, a piece of wood, in, the, in a conversation between you and a piece of wood that you want to chop up and put in a fire, you are going to have the capacity and ability to choose to do that with the wood. And it's not going to have really any choice or say in the matter because it's not as aware of itself or as awake as you are. So that dimension of consciousness becomes malleable to you. Mm. So light working can seem like an airy fairy or fluffy thing sometimes, but make no mistake. (laughs) I just want to to clarify this. We're very aware that in the expanded dimensions of light and consciousness, other consciousness becomes malleable Mm. to our influence. And we are proactively working to ascend and expand all consciousness because we recognize it as self, it is all us, into expanded dimensions of energy, of consciousness, of light, and of love. And so the more harmonious we are with that energy, the more power we actually get to play with and to enjoy because our intention is in service to the whole self and not just the independent self. So on a level of destiny, that would look like when we're actually aligned with the energy of destiny, we have access to our full free will. When we're aligned to be and embodying the 
expanded higher I, we, us, genius, then we can play a bigger game than when it's all focused just solely here without the best intent of love and flourishing and abundance for the whole self. Yeah, those are so... (laughs) Boom. Love it. I mean, this episode has been so rich, so many downloads. And I feel, I know for myself, that is pushing the capacity of processing power for everything we went through. And I like to keep the episodes relatively compact so people can take it all in. And and that was a lot. So I feel like this is a good place to bring it to a close. But I thank you so much for your your presence and all the things that you've done to meet me on this frequency. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And is there anything you would like to share about programs you're doing, how people can connect and work with you or anything like that? Of course. <laughs> you can connect with me at solarrose.com and on Facebook at Solara Sophia Rose. And I have my signature program that, that is going to, we're, we won't go into the big vision for it right now, but it's called Liquid Nirvana, Thriving in the Flow of Super Abundance. And the whole first portion of that is about getting into flow, getting in your sovereign wireless connection to pure source. So your access to clean, free energy flow and maintaining that consistently as you navigate the beautiful waters of life. And the second portion is all about financial wealth acceleration. So this is then how to direct that flow powerfully. And within the context of that, we cover the metaphysics of reality creation. Anything in that realm, that dimension, that domain is my mastery. You can ask me anything that you desire to know and I can help you to align um, with what it is that, that you need to align with to, to become an empowered creator inside of your own reality. And then there's the business aspects of that too. So creative resources and tools and some of the key fundamental strategies that, that are necessary to exponentially expand upon a business. But most of the people I work with have the strategy down. We play more in the energetics and the metaphysical realms, but all of the materials are there for you if you need that to bring it through into form. And I'm there with you the whole way for one-on-one soul immersions with that program. And I also have a the financial wealth accelerator as a two-hour immersion on its own. So for everyone who's pretty great with the energetics and they're really great with the strategy or they just want to work on energetics and wealth, that's what that two-hour immersion is for. So that's available as well. Love it. So the first program was called Liquid Nirvana. Uh-huh. And then the second one is a wealth acceleration immersion. Yeah, you got it. Great. (laughs) Wonderful. I think that I will be partaking in those things. We have lots to connect about and collaborate on. Oh, yeah. That was wonderful. We're out. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Awakening Genius and that you feel closer to embodying your full creative expression. If you like what we're doing here, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Connect with us on social media at Awakening Genius. And if you want to go deeper into anything we talked about on this episode, you can go to AwakeningGenius.club. This is Dijon. Much love. Peace. Peace.